Welcome to Motherhood Feels. Hindsight is 2020. I'm Dr. Jill Garrett, a licensed psychologist who specializes in maternal mental health and host of Motherhood Feels. Hindsight is 2020. Stay tuned for an engaging episode with seasoned mom of two girls and lifestyle blogger and content creator, Ashley Houston. You may be familiar with Ashley's work as her online presence is extensive. You can find her on Instagram and TikTok at Nashville Wifestyles, on Twitter at Nash Wifestyles, and her website is NashvilleWifestyles.com. Ashley has made quite a name for herself, and you'll see why. She has an unassuming air, a sweet presence, and feels like just another friend in your crew when she breaks down topics like fashion, beauty, recipes, and all things lifestyle in her digital content. Because she doesn't totally love her work title of influencer, Ashley's forthcoming podcast with friend and journalist Nikki Burdine is titled The Unfluential Podcast, and I'm eager to check it out. Listen in as she talks through her mom journey next. Hey guys, it's me, Jill. Big news. M is for Mom, a Motherhood Feels book, is out now. M is for Mom introduces healthy mental health coping skills in a rhyming storybook format. It's perfect for baby shower gifts, gender reveals, new baby visits, Mother's Day, and even seasoned moms. If you would like to stock up on a go-to baby shower gift, or you'd like to be the first to shower your patients or employees with M is for Mom, Bulk orders can be placed by contacting motherhoodfeels at gmail.com. Head over to motherhoodfeels.com to check out the newly revamped website to get a preview of M is for Mom and to check out available locations to purchase M is for Mom. And as per usual, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Five-star reviews can't hurt either. You can also follow me on Instagram at motherhoodfeels, all one word, and check out my online course before and even after baby boot camp at motherhoodfeels.com. The downloadable workbook and short videos will walk through evidence-based strategies for healthy coping with all your motherhood feels. Thanks for listening. Hi, Ashley. Thank you for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. Let's start with you giving us a little bit of background on who you are. Yeah, cool. Um, well, my name's Ashley and I live in I live in the suburbs of Nashville, Tennessee. So right outside of Nashville now. We just moved here about a year ago. And I am a lifestyle blogger, content creator. Um, I have two daughters, age six and eleven. Um, I'm married with two dogs. And it's really a daily struggle of just balancing all of the things I just mentioned. That's a great overview. And having two girls as a mom of two girls myself, I also know there are a lot of different feelings involved in girl life. A lot of, um, well, with the 11 year old in particular, a lot of, why don't I say drama? Because that's harsh, but a lot, a lot of extreme emotions would be a great way to categorize it. Yeah, I I can relate. And then you said content creator lifestyle. um, What was the term for that? Blogger. Like I have a, yeah, so I started as like a blogger when that was like the thing. I still do that, even though it's not like the front running thing anymore. It's just I like to do it because I like to write. 
Um, and then, but yeah, it's mainly like social media content creation now. Great. And how did you get into blogging? You said you just liked writing. Yeah. You know, I actually, whenever I had my oldest daughter decided to be a stay at home mom for a little bit. And then she, you know, started preschool and was there like four days a week. And I was like, okay, like, I don't want to, you know, I don't know. It's just, it, I know that there's a lot that you can do, but I just felt like I was her mom and my husband's wife. And I wanted more than that. And I kind of just felt unfulfilled. And so it was kind of like the the thing at the moment, but it was, but still not a lot of people had jumped on it. It was like in the new, I've been doing it for like seven and a half years. So I, my husband went and bought me a computer and I started out doing like fashion and beauty blogging. Um, cause I love makeup. That's like my main thing that I love to do. Um, and, but then I got, I was pregnant with my second child and then that kind of took a backseat just because this is dressed up for me right now and you can't see, but I have sweatpants on underneath there. So, I mean, it just felt really fake to me because that wasn't my reality. And so then it kind of gravitated more to lifestyle. Um, and then, you know, including parenting stuff, but a lot of more just like relatable content. And here we are. It's a really fun creative outlet for me. Like I said, I do love to write. I don't have as much time for it anymore on my like goal list is to write a book, not anything about blogging, but that's something that has been like a life passion of mine. Um, And it's just kind of like baby steps there. Yeah. Well, it sounds like this whole career was really a function to have identity outside of being a mom and a wife. And it's something that's really taken off. Yeah. And and it did. And I was very fortunate to kind of be in the front end of it, um, especially here in Nashville, because I was one of the original kind of blogger group people. And so that did kind of help propel my business, I would say. Mm-hmm. Which I've been really fortunate to turn into a business. You know, I have like three employees now, like I don't think people realize the extent of of blogging or influencing, even though I hate that word. And if you take it seriously, like it's like a, it's it's a full on business now. You know, like marketing companies use it, um, and it's just fun for me. Like personally, I love the content creation part of it because I went to school for marketing and advertising, so it's kind of parallel to that. So it's just something that I enjoy doing. Well, let's switch gears and tell okay. me your process and your journey in becoming a mom to these two girls? So my husband and I actually went a little backwards in life. So my oldest daughter was not planned, which was unique because I actually didn't think that I wanted to have kids. I grew up with not a very strong foundation with a mother. So I always was kind of scared to be a mother myself because I didn't have that guidance in my life. So I thought I would be like a bad mom, I guess. Um, And so like, it's so wild because I just feel like, well, I know probably every parent says this, but like, like something that was kind of considered an accident to some people has turned into like my greatest blessing because not only like, did it show me that yes, I'm a good mother, but like I was meant to be a mom furthermore, because it's like the one, it's one of the things that brings me the most joy, you know, it has made me like all of those obstacles that I had growing up, I feel like made me a better mother, you know, because I know like what not to do. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I like I said, I have different kind of age ranges. They're four and a half years apart. One's in middle school, one's in elementary school. That dynamic alone, they're either like the best of friends or they hate each other. And so like, I think God made me the mother of girls for a reason. I think I know how to navigate them pretty well, but it sometimes is very challenging in the same aspect. I feel like I don't even know if I answered your question just now. I'm just talking about motherhood at this point. 
No, you did great. And I think that what I'm hearing is motherhood wasn't something you were always aspiring to, but when you became one, it was life-changing in that you realized it's something that's been a really big blessing in your life. Yeah. I I feel like, well, I definitely, I didn't know if I wanted to have kids, like I said, and I panicked when I found out I was pregnant because I was like, I don't even know if I want a child, you know, like I didn't feel connected to be honest either. That was another thing. Like I didn't, you know, like when you're pregnant and a lot of people are like talking to the baby, I felt no connection whatsoever. And that scared me. And a lot of people would say things to me like, oh, well, when you have the baby, it'll hit you. And I was like, well, what if it doesn't, you know, like, cause I was really scared about it. Cause I, I'm like, am able to disconnect very easily from my trauma growing up. Like I can just disconnect, which is good and bad sometimes, I guess, but it did hit me. Like I had her and it did come, thank the Lord. Um, and I couldn't, I mean, I could not imagine my life without her, but I feel like she specifically, changed me for the good and like made me heal myself too. So like, I feel like before her, I was very broken. And even though like I wanted to get better and change myself, she was that like, you know, nail in the coffin that like pushed me and propelled me forward to do that. Yeah. Well, it sounds like with what you described as not a really solid foundation, you are really working to have a completely opposite situation for your kids. Oh yeah. 100%. Like, I mean, I I want them to feel supported and loved and I validate their feelings and all the things that I wish that I would have had, you know, because like your mother is supposed to be like the, the carer, like, you know, like I'm, Dads are amazing in, in the child's life. I'm not saying that like one's better than the other, but by birth, like they're supposed to like human nature be connected to you. And when you don't have that growing up, like it's, it's, it's an awful feeling, you know? And so it's scary then when you are taking that on yourself because you never had that guidance to like relate anything to. And you're scared that like you won't won't be able to give that. But maybe, you know, you are even better sometimes. I don't know. I feel like I, you know, they're my world. And then I can't think of ever making them feel like they're not supported or, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, tell me, you said with your first pregnancy, it felt a little bit more disconnected with your pregnancy with your second daughter. How did that feel for you emotionally? Well, that one was, you know, planned. (laughs) Um, A. And then B, well, I had already had that experience as a mother with my oldest. So I wasn't as scared anymore. And I I don't think that, I think that I intentionally disconnected, even though I wasn't aware that I did that. I think that I was putting up a wall because that's something that I've always done. So I did not do that with my second one. I was very, you know, like the typical, I didn't even take pictures with my first one. I feel really guilty about that now as I'm, you know, looking back, but like, it, it just was a lot of different feelings, to be honest. Um, but also with the first one, like, like I had a great pregnancy too. Like I didn't feel like, and then with the second one, the pregnancy was even different, you know? So I was like extremely emotional, extremely irritable. Like my husband was like, if you would have acted like that with the first one, I would have been scared to have the second one with you. (laughs) So like, it's just, you know, I think pregnancies are different in general, but emotionally too, it was different just because of like trauma responses. Yeah. And for your deliveries, how do you remember them? I know it's been a while, but how do you remember? Delivery? Oh, I remember them. I saw my first one. Uh, it was there were they were just opposite. Actually, it was wild. Um, so with the first one, I was in a lo- long labor process, but the delivery was very quick. 
it was also a little scary because, um, and I can't remember the medical term for that, but when I had her, like she wasn't breathing immediately. And so that was a little scary. And then they had to, um, is it intubate that at some point, like maybe a day in, um, she was choking. Then we brought her home from the hospital. That same thing happened, but my mother-in-law is a neonatal nurse. And so she was there, thank God. And then I think probably like six to nine months, I didn't let anyone go to sleep when she was asleep because that was traumatizing. And then with my second one, I had a very short labor process, but my delivery was long. So I was like, is she coming? You know, like I was in active delivery and it felt like forever. Um, So they kind of flip-flopped. Well, it sounds absolutely terrifying to have the, what was it, like a choking or a lack yeah, of... Yeah, I can't remember. There was like a medical term for it, but I can't remember. But yes, she was choking, essentially. You were fortunate to have your mother-in-law around, but I can also oh, imagine... Yeah, but being able to sleep after that would be really scary. Oh, it was. I mean, and I was holding her when it happened, too. So she wasn't even like, yeah, it was a very terrifying experience. Again, like I said, no one slept for six months. Like, I I did not allow, like, someone had to be awake with her at all times. That would be exhausting. It was. What was postpartum life like without sleeping and being at home with a newborn? It sounds like you had connected and kind of had bonding at this point. But what was it like for you emotionally in those first months or so? You know, I felt like it was pretty fine. Um, I didn't experience like postpartum depression. I will say I am a highly anxious person anyways. So my anxiety only like skyrocketed after having children. And I do think that that may be a turn isn't there's like postpartum anxiety I mean again out the roof like I think I made my husband miserable and I like brought anxiety on him for that and he's not an anxious person but I am so bad and I wish I could say that that has got well I think it's gotten better but like even as a mom with you know school-age children now I'm still like highly anxious when it comes to them it's like one thing when it's you but it's like your heart is, you know, is on the outside of your body. So, I mean, I constantly am like that still to this day. But when they were babies, especially, I was like that mom that was, I couldn't sleep because I was constantly like putting my finger under their nose to see if they were sleeping or had my hand on their chest to see if they were breathing. So that was exhausting. Yeah, that was pretty exhausting. The second one, I was trying to balance a new business also. Yeah. You're describing an anxious brain where it's so easy to kind of get your worry all encompassed with the people you love and care about and your girls. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm sure that caused, you know, a little bit of heightened issues in my marriage because I was probably taking that out on him. In retrospect, I didn't see that at the time, but like probably making him feel like he didn't do anything right. But really it was just me being anxious, you know, it, it wouldn't matter who it was. Like if it wasn't me doing it, I didn't trust anyone doing it. You know, I remember one time specifically I left maybe to like go get my hair done. It was something for me. And I had, I didn't want to go. And my mother-in-law was watching my kids who I trust more than anything. You know, she's, she was a nurse. Like she had five kids, like she's a rock star. And I remember leaving and calling her in a panic. And when I say in a panic, like in a panic, because I had this irrational fear at the time, my, Charlie, my youngest was in a dock tot I don't know if you know, it's like a little. And so I remember she was laying on the couch when I left and my oldest would like sometimes randomly kick or she would kind of like, I don't know, she was just, she's, she's highly anxious too. And I was like, what if she kicks and forgets that she's there? And then she falls off the couch and my mother-in-law is in the kitchen vacuuming and she doesn't hear it. 
And I just, and then I like thought about it and then I spiraled about it. And so then I call her and she's probably, I mean, she, I think she was like, Ashley, calm down. Like, why would I do that? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I just had this thought in my head, you know, but stuff like that would happen a lot, which would make those people think I didn't trust them, but it really had nothing to do with them. It was me. Yeah. I can totally understand what you're talking about. These intrusive, scary thoughts that pop in that make you feel like you've got to control the situation. And then all the people around you are like, all right, take it easy. I got, and they don't even know how your thought process got there. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, they're like, where did, why did that come in? I'm like, I don't, I wish I knew. I don't right. know. Well, it happens all the time. It's interesting because brains like that, and I say like that because my brain also operates in the same way as yours does, um, tend to be brains that work pretty well in other situations too. And so it's a bit of a double-edged sword, right? So your brain that can think forward and be pretty future-oriented probably has allowed you to be quite successful in lots of other capacities, but it does impact how we're doing when we're parenting and we get more controlling or kind of um, kind of just navigating all the relationships when we're feeling super anxious. Oh, yeah. I mean, and now that my oldest is, you know, in middle school and, and it can recognize it, I guess it's frustrating for her because she, well, she can't rationalize it actually mentally is what I'm saying. So she like, just takes it like, you don't ever let me do anything. You don't trust me. Like, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, and then that makes me sad. Cause I'm like, I don't ever want you to feel like that. Cause that's not it. It's really just, I'm scared. Yeah. And like, I'm not actually controlling in the sense of like, I want to control you like a puppet, like everything that you do. No, that's not it at all. I just don't want anything to happen to you. You know, it's more so like, I'm just love you so much, you know, it's nothing about like an actual controlling person. Cause I do think there, you know, there's different types of people like that. I'm like, but it's not that kind of, you know, control. Exactly. It's just fear. It's a fear control. Yeah. Well, you know, now you are obviously a seasoned mom. What do you look back and say, I wish I'd known this, or I wish I'd done that. Oh man. You know, one of the things and I'm still trying to work on this still to this day, because I am a little anal. about things. I wish that I didn't focus as much on like the little things like the, like the house being messy a lot. Like I know, and you know, older people say this to you all the time and they're like, you'll miss that mess, you know, (laughs) but Hey, plot twist. It's true. You know, like, and, and then, you know, when they start to do things themselves and you rush it kind of, and every parent is guilty of this, but I wish I would have been just more patient with it. Like even now, like, um, You know, this summer, my two kids were sleeping in the same bed because my oldest one would be scared to sleep by herself. Right. And I just wanted them to be in their own bed so bad because it was putting me and my husband out in my mind. Like we weren't able to spend time together at night and we had to like focus on putting them in bed anyways. And now they do. And she doesn't even care. And and then that's kind of sad, you know. So then I'm like, why do I rush all these things? Because then I just miss them, you know. So just like being in the moment more would be a good thing, like whatever that may be, you know, not focusing on the house being, you know, messy or like everything being perfect all the time and just kind of being more in the moment. Yeah, that's a great hindsight moment. It's also really hard to do. (laughs) It is really hard to do. And it's like, you know, even when you're self-aware of it, and I feel like I actually am self-aware of it, like I know that and I try to, and I spend majority of my time with them and I have alone time or I have time with my friends too. 
But most of my time is revolved around them because I know that it's a matter of time before they won't want to hang out with me or they'll have their own thing going on. And then I'll be able to do that. You know, another thing, and it's hard with my job is like being on my phone and th- that balance of work and life. And unfortunately, mine is is unique because it does require me being on my phone a lot. And there's been a couple instances, especially with my oldest one, where she'll ask if we can put phones away. And then that just feels like a dagger to the heart because then I'm like, oh, she recognizes that, you know? So that's been a hard thing to navigate is just like the work-life balance. Here in America specifically, I feel like we don't turn off, you know? Like we're always kind of working. Like a lot of us answer emails after that hard time. And I'm trying to like disconnect more. Well, you said it. You're in a profession where you could literally be working 24-7. I mean, in a weird way, I kind of am. Yeah, that's what's so weird about it, you know? That would be really tricky to also have to manage your kids and a 24-7 gig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm I'm just trying to like fit as much as I can into my work hours. That's probably why I'm, my, I'm feeling like I'm so chaotic and stressed all the time is because I'm trying to ha- get it all done then instead of like dispersing it out throughout the day. And school just started back, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So you got to get in a group when that happens anyways. That's that's true. And what are some of the things you and your family like to do together? Because it sounds like there's a lot of fun family stuff going on in your world. We do. We do have a lot of fun as a family. Uh, We love to travel. Um, We go on adventures a lot, actually. That's something that my family did not do with me. We didn't have the means to do it. And then, you know, we lived in like I'm from East Tennessee. um, And so, like, I think the most we did was we went to Myrtle Beach and then we would go to Gatlinburg, which you know, it was great when I was a kid, but I had never even traveled. Like aside from that, I don't even think I got on a plane until I was 21. And my child, my six-year-old has traveled more at six than I had probably at probably even 30, you know? So we travel a lot. I like, I want to experience a lot with them. We have movie night every weekend where we like go to Walgreens and we pick out a candy and it's a really cute idea. So my husband, cause we're trying to like, you know, boost their confidence. We have Everyone in the family pitch their movie choice on why that's the best choice for that evening. So we have to get up and pitch it like it's an actual pitch. And then we all vote and select it. We, we do that every weekend, one night during the weekend. So that's I fun. That's, and that's got fun. your marketing background <laughs> written all over it. <laughs> yeah. Well, my husband, he that's what he does, too. Actually, he fundraises and he uh, has startups. So we're just <laughs> we're just trying to make them successful. <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds like a great idea. And I might have to use that in our family. You should because, well, my, my oldest one specific, she's really quiet and she she does kind of have confidence issues. So we're trying to like get her more comfortable with her voice. And so that's just one of the ways that we kind of get her out there. Yeah, that's a great idea. I like that. Anything I didn't ask you about that you feel like would be helpful to share to people about motherhood, about your career, about balancing it all? Um, You know, maybe something I want to like leave is that I feel like as women um, and mothers, we just beat ourselves up a lot and we don't think we're doing good enough or we're constantly like, I mean, our brains, I really don't think shut off even when we're sleeping, you know, because we're worrying the whole time and we take on a lot of the load. I mean, a majority of us are the default parent, you know, and that's a lot on you because especially like in today's time, because a lot of us also work. So, we're doing all the stuff at home and we're working and it, it's a lot on us. And I just want to like remind moms to be kind to yourself and that you are doing a great job, you know, because 
I do that a lot too. I beat myself up a lot. I feel like I'm not doing enough, but in reality, like I am going above and beyond, you know, and I think we just need to give ourselves some grace. That's a really great sentiment to end on. And I thank you so much for taking time and sharing uh, your experiences with us. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for listening. And make sure to save the date for the upcoming Motherhood Feels book launch. You can mix and mingle with Motherhood Feels at Fishweir Brewing Company in Jacksonville, Florida for the book launch of Motherhood Feels M is for Mom and Fatherhood Feels D is for Dad, December 7th, 5.30 p.m. at Fishweir Brewing Company. 